Hey, this is Ryan Tucker, and welcome to the weekly podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. We just sit down with Pastor Stephen as he discusses his sermons from Highland Park Baptist Church, and we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. And we ask you to go ahead and, and click that subscribe button, click that like or the follow button. And then again, we are honored and thankful that you've decided to listen. So keep listening as Pastor Stephen discusses his weekly sermon. Well, welcome back to the podcast, The Unchangeable Truth. This week is going to be a little bit different. Pastor Stephen is not able to be with us this week, but we're still going to talk a little bit about his sermon. And I have in the room with me, I have the guy that stands in front of us every Sunday and sings with the pretty hair and the pretty beard. His name is Corey Gann. And then we also have our youth pastor in the room, Robbie Martin. And my name is Ryan. So we're going to actually just talk about um, a little bit of his sermon. Pastor Stephen is looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27, and in this sermon, he mentions a lot about prayer. And so today, boys, what I thought we would do is kind of have this discussion of prayer, kind of setting up uh, the next podcast that we're going to be able to do with Pastor Stephen. We're just going to kind of set it up today, and I just simply want to have a conversation about prayer, what it looks like for us. Maybe um, I'd like to hear from you about some stories of prayer, how God has worked in your lives, um, and then we can talk about what that looks like for us. Um, so I'll turn it over to you boys. Um, prayer. We're talking about prayer. Um, so Robbie, tell us tell us something about how God has worked through the power of prayer or through your individual life when it comes to your prayer life. Uh, yeah. So I was, uh, you know, sitting in, in service this past Sunday and, uh, pastor Stephen was talking about, um, talking about how, you know, we, we think we know how to pray for, for God's will and in God's purpose. And he uses a, a illustration to kind of unpack that a little bit more. And, uh, as he's using this illustration, I'm just like drawn back, uh, to this time of my life where, um, I just, I just know like my, my prayer, my prayer life changed because the, the way I went about prayer changed. Mm. And it was, uh, you know, I felt the call to ministry at, uh, you know, 17 years old and, uh, I find myself 23 graduated bachelor's degree, um, ready to walk into, uh, full-time ministry and that door just not opening, uh, had a moment that I thought was it and it turned out not to be it. And so, you know, I, I put in put in the time. Felt like I was right where I needed to be, where I was supposed to be, and um, and then I'm swinging a hammer on a construction site, yeah. working for my father in law for three weeks. And that entire three weeks, I'm like, "What is going on? Like, what what is going on?" So, it, my prayer life at that point is 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 God I know that I know you put this calling on my life like please just open the door like just open the door like like show me the place show me the people show me the church show me the students that you're calling me to um open the door like that that was my prayer please open the door open the door and so fast forward I get a job with one of my childhood friends not in ministry working at a, a local place here in town and was it the pizza place? It was not the pizza, not place. The pizza place. No, that was when I was uh, seventeen. In, oh, in, oh in, sorry, in I got the timeline yeah, yeah, yeah. all wrong. No, all right, go ahead. No. And uh, so it, God blessed and provided for my family. I ended up being there for four years, and there was still a lot of bitterness mm-hmm. because I had a calling, and I knew I had a calling, and I knew He had given me this calling, 
but I wasn't able to walk into it. And it wasn't until I'm sitting at a student camp that I was there volunteering, talking to a bald headed bearded guy and just being kind of vulnerable. And was like, I don't understand why it hasn't happened yet. Mm -hmm. Why, why a door hasn't happened yet. And, uh, I just had this moment of like, man, what, what do you want a title? Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I knew I was able to just kind of step back and be like, man, I'm serving a church that I love. I'm, I'm involved with students on a weekly basis. I'm able to teach every Sunday morning, um, this group of sixth grade guys. I'm at camp serving, you know, right in the middle, doing everything that is, I'm fulfilling my calling. I'm just not in full-time ministry employed by a church. Right. And my prayers, like from that moment forward changed of, Hey, Oh, God, open this door, open this door to God. Thank you for what you blessed me with. Thank yeah. you for where you have me and, and use me as much as you can where I'm at. So it kind of went from a selfish prayer, which I think we're all probably guilty of at some right. point in our life to a moment of recognizing that God was working, maybe not according to your time frame, not mm-hmm. according to your plan, but God was working. And then that prayer started to change some more of a Thanksgiving and gratification. Right. Right. And then in my prayers changing, it was, it was almost like trusting that he had it, not really trying to make it fit into a mold of what I thought it was going to be. But in my prayer, just father, whatever you have for me, I just, I just want to serve you in that. Wherever you call me, I want to serve you in that. And, and it was, it was in that, like that full trust that, okay, he's the one that called me to it. He's going to lead me to that calling when he wants to lead me to that calling. Yeah. And so my prayer is changing to where just, hey, whatever you got for me, I, I pray that you would get the glory. I pray that, that you would help me serve you to the best of my abilities. Um, you know, and then, you know, eight, about eight months later, it, it, it happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. So did the, did the consistency change too? It, it did because, again, like being totally honest and vulnerable, the bitterness kind of kept me from making it a, a daily thing like it should have been. Mm. Like I was stuck yeah. in bitterness and like why, but like, now looking why? back, you know, you have to know why now. Oh, now now yeah. I, like he totally blessed. Like there there are there are things that he provided for myself and my family through that time that would have only happened and only happened because of the job that I worked for, um, the, the a job that I had in school and college yeah. allowed me to have this job. He just yeah. he was in every nook and cranny of it like i see it now i see it clear but i didn't see it then because of the bitterness yeah um so yeah like the the the, my my prayer life totally changed um in that just like all right you got it i don't know what it's going to look like but you got it and so where the once the bitterness subsided the the trust was growing more and more. So um, it, I'm recalling something Pastor Stephen said in his sermon. And again, we'll talk about this on, more in depth on the next podcast, but he, he made a statement that, you know, uh, we got to realize that prayer is not a secondary ministry. Like prayer mm-hmm. is a, a powerful thing that we should, should really take ownership of and make it part of our life. And so I started to think about the power of prayer and, I, and I'll go ahead and share kind of what I wanted to share today. Um, in, in 2020, um, like me and two other guys began to like pray for our college and young adult ministry. Like it was, uh, it, and again, this just kind of goes through the power of prayer, but, uh, 
for about eight weeks on every Tuesday night, me and two other guys just started sitting and, and praying specifically for our college ministry and what God was going to do and just seeking guidance, um, thanking him for what we were experiencing already. Um, but we prayed consistently. And uh, then that kind of led into us taking that to the group saying, hey, let me just be vulnerable with you just for a moment. Hey, here are the things that we're praying for uh, in the group setting. We, we began to kind of write down some of the things that we were praying for. But then what rolled out of that was we started to actually put people's names on a whiteboard in our college house. And what happened, though, is the more we began to pray um, that God would bring people in our life to share the gospel with, the more that we began to pray uh, for the growth and the success of our ministry, um, the more names started to show up on the board. And uh, like to the point where like it was just, if you looked at the whiteboard, it was chaotic with names. And so uh, but then we started to see this growth. We started to see people that we prayed for by name start walking into the room to the point where we had to erase the board because people were seeing their name on the board. Uh. Yeah. yeah, and we're like, what's my name on the board for? We're like, oh, well, we were praying that you would come to church and hear about Jesus. And and so, but then fast forward to today, um, this weekend, one of those girls' names that was written on the board back in uh, early 2020 um, and she got she got saved on Sunday. So good. Mm-hmm. And I sat back and I'm and, and I'm hearing the story of what's going on, talking to this girl, and and I'm like, wait a minute, like I I know your name. And then the the girl that brought her is like, yeah, we put her name on the board two years ago. <laughs> and like it, it but it, again, it just shows you the power of prayer and how you know God works in so many different ways. But it kind of boils down to, man, if we just we just understand that. God works in his people through the prayers. Like, mm-hmm. man, there's mm-hmm. there's some drastic things that change in our life. And so um, it's just been cool to see how 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 powerful prayer can really be. Um, so, Corey, I'll turn it over to you, man. Like, you you got a, you got something where God's worked through your prayer? Yeah, I, I got a couple. Um, oh, you got two of them? Trying to be super yeah, spiritual super here spiritual, in a moment? Yeah, yeah. yeah. us worship guys. Oh, yeah, the worship guys. <laughs> He's got his skinny jeans right. on. No, for sure. Uh, so kind of in the same vein as Robbie, um, when I first started college, when, when I was 17 and 12, I knew that God had called me into ministry. Um, but I went to college and I started out doing engineering, just kind of praying the whole way through. I never knew that. Yeah. So I was doing engineering, you know, Calc <laughs> 1, all these kind of things. What? Uh, Kim 1045, all these. Whatever. All dude, these dumb classes, saying words you know? like that. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was doing that, and uh, you know, I was praying the whole time, like, because I, I had people who I, I trusted, and uh, you know, uh, who told me if there's anything else you can do other than ministry, do yeah, it. Yeah. So, uh, engineering. My cousin was an engineer. You know, all these people that I grew up with were engineers at this time. So I started doing engineering. And I was just praying, God, you know, let me uh, lead me on the right path. I got to Calc two, and I was like, okay, engineering is not it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so then I went to computer. Computer computer sciences, and got to some programming classes. Like, okay, I don't want to do this the rest of my life either. Yeah. So God was just shutting doors, and uh, so I ended up going to BCF. And uh, but that's the kind of the Baptist way he, College. Of <clears throat> that's right, Baptist College of Florida represent. Uh, so that's that's kind of the way God shut doors for me going into ministry wise. Uh, and and the whole time I I, I knew I want to go to ministry, but it was missions. I mean, yeah. I was mm-hmm. solely focused on missions. Yeah. 
And I think uh, Pastor Carl was the one who told me this. He said, he goes, you you may do missions, but music is going to be a part of it, no matter right. what you do. Right. So it's like God speaking to me through God. all these different ways. <laughs> right. Pastor, um, Carl. Pastor Carl has a way does, of yeah, speaking so, right. scriptural truth in your life. He's pretty yeah. wise. Yeah. yeah um, absolutely. But anyway, so the, I would say the time when my prayer life changed, um, and and like Pastor Steve was talking about this week, the the lady who had prayed for her husband, and he went into the room and she was laid out, you know, crying. I didn't do that 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 extreme, but uh, when when my wife Savannah first got pregnant, we knew she was pregnant, all this kind of stuff. The next time we went back to the doctor, they told us the baby's not there. Mm. Um, so if you start bleeding, don't go to the ER, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So we switched doctors, and uh, and it was like six weeks before we could get an appointment. Wow. So for six weeks, we are mm. praying, you know, all these kind of things, because uh, she hadn't known nothing had happened, so right. we didn't know. And, man, just the uh, just the – the basic level of prayer that I had, you know, it wasn't these big words, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It was just God, you know, please help my baby, help my wife, these kind of just simple prayers. Yeah. And, uh, and we went and we heard the heartbeat and it was like the greatest, yeah. you know, moment of my yeah. life. I'm That's still, a long six weeks. It's, it was a long six weeks. I can remember our appointment was during VBS. And so like, I can remember the day of that appointment, I'm at VBS, like trying to put on a brave face, but I'm like, I'm fixing to go find out that yeah. my baby is not there. Yeah. Um, so that was when my was my prayer life changed for sure. Yeah. Well, and and I've been looking at some of the things. And now she's four years old, by the way. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would say, "Cute as a button." You know, <laughs> uh, I don't really know what that means, but you know, those old timers say that expression. But like, I, I've been looking at some of the things in Scripture, and you know, if we're if we're talking about effective prayer life or talking about prayer in general. And we look at Paul, right? Like Paul will oftentimes start his letter saying, you know, hey, I'm continuing to pray for you. Um, even going to the Old Testament, looking at Nehemiah, Nehemiah like, said, you know, I continued in my prayers. And I, and I started to think about that. And that word continue really kind of stuck out to me because that means that, means that like they were, they were already doing. Like that was a habit in their life that they were praying consistently for the people in their life, for the people around them, for the people that they were serving. And, uh, I mean, that, that really kind of, uh, you know, kicked me in the teeth for a second because yeah. I, and, and he even said it in his point, you know, that sometimes we don't know what to pray or we don't pray. But whenever I start looking at these guys who it was their habit to pray for the people, um, man, that, that, and I've seen that several times before, but you know, the more we study Scripture, we see how the men of God, part of their countenance and part of who they are, was people of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I just I, I think I think that the habit of prayer is maybe something that we're that we're missing in the church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a weird thing. I know when when I went to Ecuador. Um, I went. I was at this little conference with a lot of the missionaries from Ecuador, and they made us do this thing. It was the most awkward thing I've ever done. But we sat in a circle with our eyes open, and we prayed like Jesus was standing right in the middle of the circle. It was like four of us. Mm. And it was just like the weirdest, most eye-opening thing. Like we were just talking to him, and everybody's staring at you, and it's just weird. But it was very eye-opening to me to be able to talk to Jesus like that. Yeah. Like he's right there. Well, I think we discount it. Like we think we have to just... Uh, do it around certain events, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or certain things in our life. But, you know, 
Scripture talks about praying without ceasing. Mm-hmm. And yep. so uh, I, I guess another question is, um, so today, right now, you know, today is, is February the whatever, 8th. How, how are you guys handling this consistency in this habit of prayer? I mean, you guys are on staff. It'd be cool for, you know, people listening to see that staff people pray, right? <laughs> we really do pray. But, like, how, how do you make prayer an active part, a habitual part of your life today? Def- uh, force function it. Something, okay. that, something that has to be in the schedule. Yeah. So I just can't, like, go about the day and be like, oh, man. Um, and then the more I do that, then the more I can get to, like, 11 o'clock and be like, I'm, re- I'm really I'm really feeling that I didn't, right. you know, mm-hmm. right. whether how I'm – not necessarily how the day's going, but how I'm processing how the day's right. going, you know, kind of feeling empty because I didn't fill the tank up type right. thing. Um, and and uh, so as, as far as, as, far as the, the frequency in praying – um, just making it a priority by just as if it was a meeting with mm-hmm. anybody else, yeah. you know, yeah. putting it on there and trying to get it first. And if, if it doesn't happen because, you know, we had to be at a school first thing in the morning or a uh, kid woke up at 4 a.m. instead of 6 a.m., you know, <laughs> uh, but just what I have, have to do, like put it in the day, yeah. make it a priority to meet with Jesus just like I was scheduling mm-hmm. to meet with somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Corey? Yeah, I mean, same thing, uh, you know, me and Robbie both have young kids, and it's tough sometimes in the mornings because, mm-hmm. you know, she's, I want Apple Jacks it's or whatever. It's tough with a 16-year-old well, in the house. <laughs> yeah. Dude. But, yeah, so it's 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 making that time uh, for sure. And another thing that I've struggled with in the past, you know, these uh, being on staff, you, you always have people, hey, can you pray for this? Can you pray yeah, for yeah. this for me? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'll yeah. Pray for you. Yeah. But the thing I found that I have to do now is just, can I pray for you right now? Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I'll forget, yeah, yeah. you know, so that's, that's a big thing for me that I've, that I've learned over the past couple of years is just, I'm just going to pray for you right now because. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and one of the things that I've, it's really been, and it's weird to say because, you know, we, we've been doing this church game and this Christian thing for a long time, but um, you know, it, it's really, it's really neat. It's really cool. It's fantastic. It's phenomenal. Whenever you are in this moment of prayer and, and you see God work through that. Right. right? And uh, the thing that we've been praying, the thing that I've been praying along with some of the leadership in my, you know, young adult ministry is like we've been praying that God would do the unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I like words, um, you know, I, I, I get very specific when I pray, um, but when when you pray, and we started out for for a year, for a solid year, we've been praying that God would do the unimaginable, just asking Him to fill the room and to change lives and to change us in the process mm-hmm. of all this stuff. And, uh, you know, when we say those things, like God do the unimaginable, it's, it's been really neat to sit back and go, all right, we prayed on Tuesday night prayer night that God would do the unimaginable. And then on Wednesday, like 24 hours later, we're walking into a room with new people that are eager to hear the gospel and people that we haven't met before and people that we've yeah. been praying for like again i go back to that whiteboard there's been so many people um that are that have been on that whiteboard from two years ago that are now coming into the room and they've Mm -hmm. given their life to jesus and um man it's it's disciples making other disciples and i go back to it and people have asked like hey ryan like what 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 are you doing to make this ministry grow and i'm like i i I don't know like yeah I, i can't tell you that answer i can tell you this 
that we've been praying that God would do the unimaginable, mm-hmm. unimaginable. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, it's been really cool to, to cool, cool to watch. So, well, and one thing too, just, uh, kind of being from the outside looking in yeah. on that ministry, you have a lot of people that have come to faith over this last year. So you've got a lot of younger Christians that are seeing right off. They're jumping in and be like, okay, this is how we pray. Yeah. specifically and it's not just you praying right right yeah. but but we're seeing that in our church like we're seeing mm-hmm. so many yes. things happen in the mm-hmm. church because people are understanding that hey man this prayer is real mm-hmm. real so if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like i don't really know how to pray well i mean you you've heard it from two guys who are on staff like sometimes it's very simple words mm-hmm. like sometimes it's just going hey god i i, I need you to work in my weakness, I need you to work through this situation. God, please do this with this attitude of thanksgiving and gratefulness. So, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, uh, and and the last thing, um, what what do you think some key aspects of effective prayer are? So, uh, key aspects like if if we're if you're talking to somebody about prayer, and uh, what are some key aspects to having effective prayer? I, I tell my students, uh, talk to God like you believe he's hearing you. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk to God like you believe he listens because he does and he can hear you. Um, and then I would say, too, in my in my own prayer life uh, recently, I've, I've started to, to try to do a lot more listening. Yeah. Mm. Just kind of sitting in silence. And just and just listening. So you're praying mm-hmm. without saying words. Yeah, and it, it was really awkward the first <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> few weeks yeah. of doing it. It's yeah. like, man, I'm just. But but now, like sometimes, just being transparent. Like I'll I'll go up in the student building and get right there where I'm going to be in a pulpit on Wednesday nights and just mm-hmm. get before Jesus and just lay and listen. Yeah, and then faces will be popping in my head. Yeah, yeah. And start praying for those kids yeah. that yeah. I know I'm going to see and pray for ones that I haven't seen in that room to be in that room. Yeah. Yeah. A tool that I've used a lot, um, is, and and I see worship as prayer too, like singing to God, um, you know, thanking him for what he's done. Mm -hmm. Um, but another tool that I've used in the past is like just praying a Psalm. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. just because a lot of times when I start praying, I'm like, God, I need this. And yeah, Yeah. my daughter's sick and you know, all these kind of things. And, uh, but just to focus on him is important a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, again, you know, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, we're going to go more in depth in the next couple of weeks about this as Pastor Stevens able to be back with us uh, talking about what it means to uh, pray and, and uh, have the Holy Spirit work in your life. But um, again, if, if you are listening, understand that prayer is a powerful thing. Prayer is not a secondary ministry. It should be a, a vital and active part of our life, something that should be uh, something that we have discipline in, understanding that we're talking to the creator of the universe. We're talking to the one that died on the cross for us. Um, prayer is a powerful thing, and God works through his people. And the fact that we get to talk to him. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah we get to. <laughs> right. Like, It's not yeah. a... Mm-hmm. And I and I said that the other day to somebody. I'm like, think about it. Like you, you get, you have access. Mm-hmm. And I, Rob, Rob, you like this this section of scripture mm-hmm. where it talks about like, you know, we have this great high priest. Like right. we have mm-hmm. access yep. to the God of the universe, the God that spoke the world into existence by the breath of His mouth. Like we have access to 
commune with him and have communication and talk and listen um, as he's just guiding us. So if you're listening, please understand, man, prayer is powerful. It changes lives. Again, we're not we're not praying to change God's mind. It's mm-hmm. through it's so that God changes us. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I make make it an active part of your life, make it an yeah. important part of your life because prayer um, is one of those things that. Um, well, when you pray that God does the unimaginable, like mm. He'll do the unimaginable yep. in your life. He just might do it. Yep. He just, he just <laughs> might do it. So, thank you, boys, for being in the room. No problem. Uh, thank you for taking the time in your busy week to fill in uh, while Pastor Stephen is away. And if you're listening again, we will be back next week picking up with his sermons. And uh, he is always missed when he's not in the room. So, Pastor Stephen, come back soon. And uh, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Hey guys, this is Stephen Kyle, and I want to thank you for listening to our podcast today, Unchangeable Truth. This is a ministry of Highland Park Baptist Church in Panama City, Florida, and we would love for you to visit us if you ever find yourself in the Panama City area. Our address is 2611 Highway 231 North. You can also learn more about our church and its ministry by going to our website, www. Dot Highland and it's H I L A N D Park.org. There you'll learn more about what we believe, what we teach, about the gospel of Jesus Christ. There'll also be a sermon archive there so you can go and listen to various sermons over the last several years. As always, we would love to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. So feel free, shoot us an email info at highlandpark.org if you'd like to learn more about Jesus and what it means to follow him. Our prayers are that you would draw near to Christ, that this podcast would be used to point you to Jesus and to help your faith grow and your walk in grace. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening.